1: Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast where we just saw the best game of the year for Illinois. Illinois beating Purdue and pummeling them and blowing them out. It's not something they've done since Matt Painter's been here. He had won 14 of his last 17 against Illinois. But the Illini hold Purdue to just 37 points, 25% from the field, and a much-needed win. And I don't know if we have to say it's really a must-win, but it felt like a must-win. Illinois went 63-37. Derek, that was impressive.
2: It absolutely was, and you kind of did what Purdue has done to a lot of people over the years. You got tough to them. Matt Painter said that when I played harder, they were the tougher team and uh, really got it done at the defensive end. It was an ugly game, but you got to find a way to, to win, especially at home when you know that uh, your shots are going to more likely go down than the opponents. But uh, to be able to take care of business on your home floor and, and now have an opportunity to go to Wisconsin and sit in and 2 you played some really tough opponents to start Big Ten play, and uh, you, you win at home, you're going to stay alive. Listen, we'll get into fan favorite Alan Griffin here in a minute. He has his best game of his career. Uh, First double-double
1: of his career, 16 points, 12 rebounds but we have an identity, Derek, and it's defense. Um, They have played really good defense. I even thought most of the Michigan State game, and Brad said afterwards too, they played really good defense. They allowed them to stay in the game when they were 0 for 14 from 3. They were still just within 6 points. This team has played really good defense, and it's the exact opposite kind of defense of what Brad Underwood came in here playing. I thought Matt Painter was fascinating in the postgame. He was talking about Brad's adjustment from playing that pressure style that he did at lower levels, and I know Huggins does it at West Virginia, but he said when you get a big man like Kofi, like he's had with AJ Hammonds or um, Isaac Haas, and now you know Matt Harms is quicker than that. But uh, guys like Caleb Swanigan, again, you have to change things. You have to evolve as a coach. And Brad's done that to his credit. And defensively, they're they're one of the better Big Ten defensive teams in a conference loaded with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You actually look at the updated Ken Palm and having played Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan, and Purdue. Those are all t- top half teams. They're number one. Illinois is in, in league play and defensive efficiency, so that, that's pretty impressive, and uh, obviously you, you stick Trent Frazier on the opponent's best outside shooter, and he's in their shirt the entire game, which is very impressive where Trent comes here and, and thinks he's got to make threes, and now he's he's going to sleep night thinking about making sure that nobody takes threes against him, and, and that's pretty impressive. Uh, they're defending around the paint extremely well. Uh, obviously, you're not giving up, one, the back cuts, the easy layups, and then also uh, putting teams on the foul line. Purdue had what, ten free throw attempts? Made four. They're
1: terrible. No, Joe no Eastern shooting free throws is a is a trip. But um they also were four of eleven from layups. <laughs> That's an Illinois stat we're used to of the last couple of years. Um, I know that Purdue missed some bunnies, right? Uh, Illinois did too. But I, I think Illinois' defense is more capable of doing that because they have a guy like Kofi at the rim. But you mentioned Trent Frazier. I, I was in the last couple minutes, I'm sitting there saying, I think that's my star of the game. Allen filled it up for the last five, six minutes when Illinois wanted that big run. So give it to him. And Matt Painter said Allen Griffin was the best on the court. So I'll side with Matt Painter there. But Trent Frazier is fantastic defensively. But tonight, what I love, Derek, is he was aggressive from the start offensively, whether it was taking it to the rim, hunting some threes that he got some separation, had the ball in his hands a lot, his usage rate was up. That's th- that's the Trent Frazier they need because they need somebody who can score, somebody who can shoot, and we know he's very capable of doing that. But you had that on top of a really great defender. it's an all-Big Ten caliber player when he's aggressive and focused uh, offensively too.
2: Yeah, it was good to see him be an aggressor. And you go back to that Missouri game and Konzo's talking about easier to guard Trent as a essentially only – catch-and-shoot guy, someone has a spot-up, and really liked it. they put the ball in his hands and made decisions, uh, made good passes. He had the lob to Kofi and it had another one that would have been an assist and transition on a nice pass to Kofi. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, he bailed you out a couple possessions, pull-up shots. And, uh, I mean, he's when he's going, he's as good shot as shot-makers maybe in the Big Ten. And so uh, to have him aggressive, and Brad said in the post game, that, that was a big point of emphasis. And just want to see him free-flowing and fluid and confident, and he was that tonight. Is Alan Griffin,
1: has he overtaken Kofi, Io, Trent, and Georgie as the most popular Atlanta basketball player? What, what's, he, what's he give? What's he give this team, Derek?
2: Ah, energy, energy, and obviously he's a lot better athlete than maybe we gave him credit for coming in, or what we saw as a freshman, uh, when he's able to sky up for offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, he wants the ball more than anybody on the court, and I I think that he's playing the right way. Uh, Of course, he has the ability to hit outside shots, but his rebounding and and just uh, the the consistent presence that he's bringing when he's on the floor is, uh, it it seems contagious, Illinois is a better basketball team by a lot when he's on the floor. I mean, I I sat there and I looked at you midway through the
1: first half or it was like at the end of the first half, and I said, everybody's playing well right? I I thought Andres Felice in his role tonight, six assists, he really pushed the ball in transition, got Kofi a couple easy looks. Defensively he came in and got Stefanovic when when Trent Frazier was out of the game and obviously everybody played well defensively tonight Uh, but I thought Io played really well attacking the glass is something he's really attacked Eric And, and Kofi a nice rebound performance from the Michigan State game. I thought he was tougher tonight didn't have a lot of rebounds but he ran the floor and got some easy buckets that way so who else besides Trent and Alan Griffin really stood out for you.
2: Yeah, I think you mentioned it there with, with Andres. He didn't force things. I, I thought he had a really great feel about him. Only took one shot, and he seemed okay with that. Six assists, that that was great to see. And then uh, Kofi, of course, I thought he'd be matched up more against Harms. I was kind of surprised. It, it was him and Travion Williams a lot more than uh, I would have expected. But uh, he handled it well after struggles against Missouri and, and Michigan State. So uh, that was good to see, and, and obviously uh, just an all-around. Just Kipper seemed, had some nice yeah, moments too. Yeah, everybody. Kipper comes in and gives you six and five. I I know we had three turnovers, which isn't great, but uh, Iowa as well. I think an overlooked stat in the last four or five games where Iowa's played really, really good basketball, he's averaging around five-plus rebounds a game. Yeah. No, it's been really good. I will say this um,
1: with, when it comes to Alan Griffin. When Brad Underwood got hired – I thought his program would be built on these guys, yeah. right? This is the John Beeline find. Um, this is kind of what we thought he would kind of recruit, but he's gotten guys like Io and, and Kofi Coburn and coming up, Curbelo and Adam Miller. But you had a guy like Alan Griffin. That's what you need to take the program to the next level, and he's just such a tone setter. When you see a guy like that giving energy, I can't help but think the players, his teammates feed off of that, and the crowd obviously feeds off it here, Derek.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's the most popular man in the building for a reason. And uh, tone setter, that, that's absolutely perfect the way you, you put that. And then also, uh, it's a program-type guy. Uh, you know, a guy here is here for four years, and uh, the successful programs in the Big Ten have those guys that are under-recruited, three stars who uh, develop and, and bring in tangible things. And also, obviously, he's he's got a chance to, to be one of your best players going forward. So uh, really great to see you needed – him to him or Tev, and obviously it's it's Allen that, that's making the strides right now, and that was very necessary for this team to to kind of reach its ceiling. All right, we come back. They took care of business. Much needed home win. You got
1: to protect home court. And is the stat correct? Fifteen and three. Big Ten teams are at home so far. Something like that. Yeah. It's crazy so far. Now Illinois goes on the road. We'll talk about that test next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
1: All right, Illinois gets its first win over Purdue since 2016. That's nice to notch that, Derek. But now you go to the House of Horrors, the Kohl Center. Uh, Illinois hasn't won there in a decade. 2010 was the last time they've won there. I did the research, there. Eight games during that span, Illinois has been beaten by an average of 16.3 points per game. This Wisconsin team isn't great. They've had some really good stretch here of, uh, I think, four straight wins, including Tennessee and Ohio State they've beaten on the road. Um, but when you go to Madison, that's really tough. But that's why it's so important to get this win, Derek. There isn't as much pressure. Maybe you're feeling better about yourself going in there because you never feel good going into Madison <laughs> and Monta doesn't even watch the game. So yeah. you got to ask your boy lot if he's actually going to watch this one.
2: Well, I guess I'll have to give the analysis if he's not going to watch the games. Uh, we'll have to cover for does, him on does that.
1: Does that, that change anything? <laughs> Come on. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so I'm sewing him out there.
2: But uh, yeah, obviously Wisconsin's kind of hard to figure out. Is they've lost to I think a Richmond and New Mexico, uh, but winning on the road at Ohio State was, was kind of shocking. And you know that they're a team that can play a, a muck it up style and uh, be very disciplined, a defensive game type game up there. And uh, if you're struggling to hit shots in Cole center that's not gonna be a surprise but your roster's better it it really seemed last year the way that you were able to hold down Ethan Happ and got a lead there uh, that was your time to get a win against Wisconsin but come on this streak is ridiculous Wisconsin's been great with with Bo Ryan but uh there have been better teams over the course of of this time for you to be 0 for against them well here's the thing
1: if you want to take a significant step forward right if you, if you want to be a player in the top half of this Big 10 you got to win some games on the road and it's not like you got to go over 500 um, but if you want to make the tournament you're going to have to win some games on the road because you're probably going to have one slip here at home or two slip here at home but you have to go win on the road and Brad Underwood is 2 and 18 and now I know the situation he's in but still that's a terrible stat and that's why they haven't even sniffed a 500 record yet so uh for Illinois this would be a monster win there and you can think of what this Big Ten start would be, and what we saw the schedule early on to be three and two after that with wins over, I think it'd be three top twenty-five Ken Palm opponents, net rankings. I think it'd be three top forty guys. Um, that'd be a great start, you know, and that kind of make up for what the non-conference the disappointment he had there.
2: Yeah, it's amazing what two games could do after that Michigan State blowout. But you mentioned, uh, I think you saw the stat that Wisconsin would be a a quad one win on the road, and uh, that is important when you're – it's funny, we haven't talked resumes in a while, at least having meaningful resumes in January. But
1: here's the thing, like I knew that Michigan State
2: loss stunk in the way it happened, but
1: the the fact that you were still in the game – like. And I think we've learned from football. <laughs> I hope so that like a bad starter being behind the eight ball doesn't doom you. And we've seen this team is much better uh, than the previous two iterations, Derek. So, but now you got to find consistency, and that that's the hard part is a young team that hasn't won a lot finding consistency and going
2: to win on the road. Yeah, definitely. And this team is, has been hard to figure out, and I think they have the opportunity. I mean, we've seen the ceiling, or, or we've, gotten, we've gotten glimpses of the ceiling. I think offensively, we still haven't necessarily found that, but uh, for them to be this consistent defensively uh, and to have the, the pieces on offense, we know that this team has a, has a pretty high ceiling.
1: Well, and if you play good defense, you give yourself a chance every night. Right. This was the first game for Brad Underwood, where you held a Big Ten opponent under 55. It was the second game you've held a Big Ten opponent under 60. And they held Maryland to 59, right? They held uh, Michigan to 62. You know, Michigan State was going pretty well until that, that huge spurt where Illinois was taking some bad shots too. But that's something you hang your hat on every night and at least give yourself a chance to win every night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's something that you can can control uh, when you're not making shots. Obviously, that's something that uh, is a little bit different, but it's about being consistent, and that's why you saw the change in the defensive style is where you're gambling, and it's it's more volatile, you know, game to game where uh, you can completely take Winston out of a game and, and force a bunch of turnovers, but the next game you can get back cut and, and blow bys and everything. So uh, it's been good to see then, obviously, the key is to be a more consistent commodity as a team. They're doing that defensively, and it's, it's allowed them to, to be able to, to be a tournament
1: team. All right, there was one recruit here who could fix some issues for yes. Illinois, maybe in the future, not, a, not like a star, like the five-star top 50 guy, but we'll talk about him when we come back. And I got one important question to you about the Big Ten.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: All right, Derek Piper. Outside of Michigan State, who's good in the Big
2: Ten? Have we figured it out yet? Do we know who's good yet? I still think Ohio State's pretty good. Uh, You did not have a great game from freshman DJ Carden and E.J. Liddell in that game against Wisconsin. I still trust them. I like their depth. Uh, Michigan's got something to prove now. I don't know how good they are. Uh, Maryland, of course, still pretty talented. But uh, I think, obviously, outside of Michigan State, Ohio State, there's still a lot of room for uh, people to to, to come out there and snatch those spots. Three through ten. I think, what, is Rutgers in second right now? I think. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. it's Something like that. Okay, Luke Goody, Indiana kid with red hair. Yes. One's like – Dream recruit yeah. here. Um, what do you think of him visiting here? Uh, what's his recruitment like, and what would he mean for Illinois in the class of 2021,
2: right? Yeah, good to see. If Lon was building a player on 2K, this is what he'd look like. Red hair, 6'5", can shoot the three. From, from Indiana. From Indiana, from Fort Wayne. Uh, doesn't have an offer from Indiana, from the home state program, so it's kind of given some others uh, a chance. Iowa's in there, Illinois. Uh, some other, you know, Butler, some some local regional Programs. I don't think Purdue's in there quite yet, but uh, he's a a top 150 player, shoots the three well, can do some other things as well, Uh, played for the Spee's Indy Heat over the summer on the AAU-EYBL circuit. So uh, Jamal Walker was recruiting him. Now Stephen Gentry has really picked that up, and uh, I know that Goody says that Gentry's recruited him as hard as – a lot of people out there, so uh, he's going to be a priority target and someone that can knock down shots. You can understand why. Yeah. No, a long kid that can make shots, You could obviously use that on the wing. All right,
1: Derek, if they had lost tonight, which they didn't even come close to, but what would your panic meter have been at this early in the season? Eight. Eight. I agree with Five.
2: you. I, I, I don't know. that. Would have put you in a really bad spot. It felt like unless you were going to go to Madison, and obviously that would have changed it. If you would have lost this game and gone to Madison and won, maybe that uh, that would have alleviated it. But uh, your confidence in it would have would have been pretty poor. You, you would have expected, I don't want to say a miracle run, but an unlikely just get scorching hot to be able to make
1: it at some point you got results you got to have results you can't just keep saying oh they're close right like you you wrote that in the previews it's it's totally true at some point you got to win games like this especially at home and and kudos to illinois they did so now that they won this game how confident are you in this team? What's your confidence meter at 1 through 10 in this team?
2: Mm, uh 5. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what you get every night, right? That's true. Maybe maybe a 6. I, I still I'm I'm going to lean on my preseason thoughts and think that this is a tournament team. I, I agree. Think I think they are too. They're talented enough to be a tournament team. I like the way they're playing defensively. Uh, am I going to go way high and say I know they're going to make it now or you can trust them night to night. They got they got to prove that. They got to prove that, but Uh, they should be able to get it done. I know it's a tough league and it's tough to win on the road, but especially that Wisconsin game, would really put you in a nice spot. Yeah. It's amazing what a, a week could do, what this week could do, if you're able to win one on the
1: road at Wisconsin and, and to break that streak. We talked about it with football. Start checking off these since then you haven't won. It's been since 2010, 15 straight games they've lost to Wisconsin. That's crazy in basketball, 15 straight games. And it's not like you know that stretch has been one of Wisconsin's best stretches ever in the middle of that. But there weren't great teams all around for Wisconsin, right. so that's since where guards, it's not. Since
2: Guard showed up, I mean, come on.
1: Well, and it's not like Illinois. I mean, I know they haven't made a lot of tournaments, but they've still been a competitive team. And just to sneak one out in 15 opportunities, you figure they'd do it.
2: Yeah, to have been 7-7 seven and seven until you went to East Lansing in the last 14 against Tom Izzo, you would think you could get one. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, anyway, it's a big game for Illinois, trying to get a quad
1: one win on the road. And I think if they beat Wisconsin might be showing up in some bracketologies, which is where you want to be. Uh, We'll talk about that next time. Uh, Thanks for listening to us on the Ilana Enquirer podcast. Subscribe to us. Rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. We'll talk some more hoops next time in the Ilana Enquirer podcast.
0: Okay, picture this.